0: (laughs) you may be seated am I on or what okay if you have your Bibles tonight please go with me to Exodus chapter 12 our focus this three days last night tonight and tomorrow night is beholding the Lamb beholding the Lamb of God John, in John's gospel chapter 1 in verse 29, he saw Jesus walking towards him and he made this proclamation to all of those who were there with him. He said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Earlier in Numbers chapter 21, in verse 9, I believe it is, is it verse 9 or verse 19? One of those verses. When the Israelites had sinned, and fiery serpents were sent to bite them. As Moses cried up to God for help, God said to him that he was to make a rather a bronze serpent and lift it up. Hmm. So God makes the provision for their need as he has for us today. However, it was left up to those individuals to follow the instruction that was given. God said to Moses, make a bronze serpent. Lift it up. Whoever, say whoever, Whoever. beholds it or looks upon it, shall be made whole. So there may be some in your camera that say, wait a minute, looking at a snake on on the stick. That's too gross. It's crazy. I'm not doing that. There must be a better way than that. And they may not have looked. And in not looking, they forfeit the provision that's been made for them. All they had to do was behold the provision, just look at it. Now, the Amplified translation of that passage in Numbers 21, when you read it in the Amplified, it says that word behold means attentively. I think sometimes it's very good to unpack the meaning of these words because it helps us understand what's in the mind of God when He gave the word. So that word behold means attentively. So it's not just a glancing at. Are you you following me tonight? So when the Bible talks about behold the Lamb or beholding the Lamb, it's not talking about a casual glancing at it. So that word means attentively. The second thing it says in the Amplified is expectantly. It's not just a matter of looking at it. What do you look to get by looking at it? Do you have an expectation that by looking and beholding this lamb, that God will do something in your situation? So, attentively means to pay attention. You know how uh, today when, when a crime is taking place and you have witnesses there and you ask this guy, what happened? This one will say something. The next one will say something. All of them tell different stories. Why? Because nobody's paying very careful attention. Because you never knew anybody was going to ask you that question. So you just take a casual glance. Oh, yeah, I saw the guy running in this direction. What does he look like? I don't know. Was he white or black? Ah, well, I don't know. He's light skin. I don't know. Is he taller? So we don't pay attention. But God says this is beholding the lamb. Amen. Behold. means pay attention. Because something will be released from this land you are beholding that will benefit you. But not only that, be expectant. Don't just look at it. Look at it from the perspective that something good is going to happen to you. Amen? Amen. So, you pay attention. You look expectantly. And then another meaning there, in that Numbers 21, verse uh, verse 9, in the Amplified, is steady. Steady. This Is very important. You be attentive, you are expectant, and now he says, Be steady. Be steady. Why? Why, are you, why, why? why does he want me and you to be steady? He wants us to be steady in our beholding because this lamp is not just something that fixes you now, it fixes you now, tomorrow, and thereafter. Amen. So we need to demonstrate constance. A good example of this will be what happened to Peter. When Jesus told him, get up, and the boat and walk. And come to me. Remember that story? And the Bible says, Peter began to walk towards Jesus. But I became distracted. When he saw the winds blowing and the storm raging, he took his eyes off of Jesus and began to look at the storms. You see, he was not steady. He was not being steady. Study means Hebrews 12.2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You don't take your gaze off of him, you're constantly looking at him. This is huge. Now, why is this important for us as we look at this theme of beholding the Lamb? If you and I fully understand and have confidence in what God did in and through that lamp, you won't have to think about that twice. Uh, do you guys have that clip? Put it on. Pastor Tustin sent me this clip. It's just one minute, 45 seconds. The last time she ministered, she didn't use it. Okay, turn it on. Okay. I'll talk after I watch this. Any volume to listen, or is this is uh, a silent movie? Pardon me. They are up against fifteen hungry lions, but if they act as one, they might just intimidate the lions and push them off their kill. They make their move. Self-confidence is everything. This is the ultimate face-off. Peter has just minutes before the lions realize it's a bluff. <laughs> In a matter of seconds, he butches the haunch of the wildebeest and they beat a hasty retreat. <laughs> And <laughs> Thank you. Now don't try that at home. <laughs> now, that's a true story. It actually happened. These Maasai warriors in Kenya knew something that the average John Doe does not know. And what they knew gave them confidence that they could walk up to 15 hungry lions and steal its food. Can you believe that? Do you you know how hungry, when a lion is hungry, you know? You know what the tendency is? You know what it takes for them to get a kill, to actually get a kill in the wild? And they got the kill, and they were eating the kill. And these three men, no ammunition, just a stick. Mm-hmm. You're going to take a stick to fight 15 lions? And just quietly walked towards those lions. And you saw what happened. True story. National Geog- Geographic. And the lions picked dress one by one and left. And left. The essence of what, I'm, what I showed you and what I'm trying to pass across is do you really have confidence in the power that's available in the blood of the Lamb or is it a mental essence? Do you really know what God invested in the power that is available in the blood of that Lamb or have we become so desensitized from the, <laughs> from the power that's available there because we go and eat lamb chops in restaurants? And you're comparing the lamb chops you're eating with the Lamb of God. In Exodus chapter 12, just to help us regain some kind of the, uh, the, 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 the power and what God intended and what God has done through this Lamb, so it can become real to us again and refreshed, and therefore we can always behold it because we know that there's nothing that you and I are looking for that God has planned for us that is not available through that Lamb of the uh, blood, of, uh, blood of the Lamb of God. Now, in Exodus 12, background. You and I have read the story many times. Israel has been in bondage for 400 years. Do you not think in those 400 years, somebody has come with a smart idea and said, how can we get out of here? It didn't work. No human army could have delivered them from that oppression. No civil rights movement, Israelites' lives matter movement, could not have gotten them out. Even with God, 10 plagues were sent of different magnitude that in any natural situation, was enough to devastate any good self-thinking human being and say, out of here, go. But in part of all of those, those guys were these captives, Until God sent the lamb. And just so you guys can appreciate what God means through this lamb for me, and when he says, behold the lamb of God, just so you appreciate it, can you imagine the night before, after he's given them instruction, get a lamb that's unblemished, put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel. Can you imagine that the night before that happened, some of those Jews were not sinning or were sinning? Some of them were doing some things that were good, others were doing some things that were not good. But do you know, the application of the blood did not, it did not take into consideration the good they were doing or the bad they had done. <laughs> All it mattered was, have you killed the lamb? And is it blood on the doorpost and the lintel? That's it. Just to bring it to where we are today, so you can understand that God's grace was already way available. They were not going to be delivered by their good deeds. I produce more straws for Pharaoh. Ah, That must give me some cool days with God, so maybe my deliverance will be number one. And said, no! Oh, I had a bad night, a bad argument with my brother, my sister, the night before. It was a terrible day. It did not matter. What mattered was, did they put that blood on a dust post? So for those of us that are still trying to earn our pay with God, Go back to Exodus and see what happens. There was one piece of instruction God gave in that Exodus 12 that is very critical. Dr. Norfolk mentioned it on the very first day we did the Great Convo. Go to Exodus 12 22. Exodus 12 22. Behold in the Lamb. Exodus 12 22. It says, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. You see, the blood will not just jump from the basin to the door. There had to be an application of hyssop to be dipped in the basin and then used to mark the doorpost. Hesop was a very lowly plant in the Palestinians. Very despised, very lowly. Nobody that's building a house looks for Hesop. It's a common plant. Which speaks to you and I today of humility. The reason the blood may not work for some of us, or the lamb may not work for some of us, we are not humble. We prideful we look for what I do or what I can do to take care of myself humility simply means thinking less uh, about myself not no 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 think of myself less thinking of myself less not not that I'm thinking less of myself no I'm not depreciating myself I'm not diminishing myself, but I'm thinking less of myself. In other words, I'm not my own priority. I am God's priority. So, because I'm already God's priority, I'm not looking up for myself, so to speak. Why? Because I know that God is looking up for me. So, I become humble. I say, God, whatever you said about me is true. No argument, no debate. I don't understand it, but you know what? You said it. So be it. That's what humility does. Pride says no. How can it be so? How can the blood on the doorpost deliver the body? How? Listen, I don't know how. The secret things the Bible says belong unto the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belongs unto us and our children. I don't know how God does it. All I know is He does. Now. Go to with me to Luke chapter two. Luke chapter two. Beholding the Lamb. Ah. Luke chapter two. In verse eight. This is actually a Christmas story, but uh, it fits what we are talking about here tonight. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. And you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. Now, let's go to Micah chapter 4. Micah chapter 4. And then I will talk about this for a minute. And then we will pray. And then we'll be on our way. Micah chapter 4. That's one of those very difficult books to find. This is when you have to use your index. Thank God for index. (laughs) Now, for many of us, we are familiar with Micah chapter 5, verse 2. 5.2 5 2 says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. That's Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But well, look at chapter 4, verse 8. And you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come. Even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. This was happening. Uh, this very uh, uh, famous news commentator and Bible teacher, whose name is Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, and many other Jewish rabbis, including Alfred Eldersham, which is a very popular guy that uh, they've done diggings in Israel, and uh, they are rabbis, they understand the Jewish traditions, and all of this things that dates back, to this particular period of time. This is what they say about this passage, which is very interesting. In Luke chapter 2, verse verse 12, the Bible says to those shepherds, this will be the sign to you that when you go check this boy out that's been born to you this day in the city of David, this will be a sign to you. You're going to find a baby clothed in uh, wrapped, rather, in swaddling cloth. Now, for you and I, if we don't understand the Jewish, the Jewish custom and tradition, that just flies right over, over our head. But it's very key in Scripture. These shepherds in Luke chapter 2 were not just ordinary shepherds. They were shepherd priests. Because remember, at this time, the temple worship was still in full swing. And you can only sacrifice in a temple, back then, animals, lambs, sheep that were unblemished. And if you remember Jesus, in John chapter 3, I believe it was, or maybe chapter 2, whipped those guys out of the temple. Why? Because they were selling. The idea here is, this shepherd priest were the special category of priests whose main job their responsibility in the priesthood was to be out in the fields at the tower of the flock which is also called Eder, which by now up to which presently have been excavated and actually discovered and found to be true. Okay? Their job was to be out in the fields and they were in this tower of the flock Built specifically for this function, and whenever any lamb was pregnant or sheep was pregnant and ready to birth, they went and got it, brought it to the bottom of the tower. The sheep gives birth, and immediately to set that sheep apart from the rest, they use an old priestly undergarment to wrap it up and take it away and put it in a manger so that the baby lamb was not trampled by the rest of the animals. So for those shepherds that day, when the angel said to them, this day to you, in the city of David, the Savior has been born. Go, you will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, This is not just a baby in a manger, but this will be a sign to you. So when those guys got there, indeed, we are told, when they found the baby, when they found Jesus the baby, the Bible said they rejoiced, went back and told everybody about it. They knew. They knew. This was the sign to them because they were already familiar. In fact, they were the only one who could understand the sign. Yes, because that's what they did. They set the lamp apart. Make sure it's not blemished, wrapped it up in priestly garment. Ah, the first thing Jesus ever wore Hallelujah. was a priestly garment. Amen. Hallelujah! He was wrapped from birth with his swaddling clothes. Why? Because God knew he was going to be the one who made it between God and man. Way from birth. Hallelujah. So, for those shepherds. It was designed to them. It was personal. It was not just a lamb that's hanging on your cross somewhere. This was personal. And what I'm saying to us tonight, the lamb of God wants to be personal for you. He does not want to remain an abstract object that you just think of a lamb somewhere. No, 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 no. And again, if you understand the Jewish tradition, in fact, in fact, back in Exodus, back in Leviticus, I did not realize this, but this is what I found out. Every Jew that went to the temple to offer a sacrifice, they named the animal and put the name around the neck of the animal. Every animal that was sacrificed. Why is that, you wonder? Very simple. Because after the animal was killed, the priest knew the name to return the body of the animal to the family that brought it. Because that's what they ate, they ate with God. Yes! go back to the cross when Pilate was going to put this lamb of God on the cross the Bible said he had to put his name on top of it Jesus the king of the Jews by so doing that animal that lamb of God that son of God was named and therefore you and I can lay a personal claim to him as being your lamb hallelujah hallelujah <laughs> oh, glory to God. It's amazing the wisdom of God and the harmony of scriptures. trying to convince us that God has given us a sign. Amen. Amen. That lamb is a foundation. Yes. Because it was slain from before the foundation of the world. Yes. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Yes. In the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned. The animal was slain to cover their nakedness. I'm telling you tonight that the Lamb of God covers your nakedness perfectly in full, never to be exposed if you believe it. When the Israelites were in bondage in Exodus chapter 12, how did they get out? When nothing else can win their deliverance and their salvation and their freedom, God used the Lamb. I'm telling you folks, the Lamb works. If we understand it, if we know it, if we embrace it, and if we invoke it when we need to in the name of Jesus. And so, let's just take this next few minutes to just pray this out. Let's just pray it. It's personal. It's personal. God identified him for you and I. He identified him for you and I. The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God is our deliverance. It's our salvation. It's our prosperity. It's our holiness. It's our foundation. You remove that, you have nothing. That's why the Bible says it was slain from before the foundation of the world. Is the foundation of everything humanity. In fact, everything creation. Everything creation. Hallelujah. So, Father God... How we marvel at your wisdom tonight. How we bless your name. How we are so grateful. That if the princes of this world had known. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But you see God. It is your honor. It is your glory to conceal a matter. But it is the honor of kings to search it out. What you conceal for the people and power of darkness, you've now made available to us. And so, Lord God, we magnify you. We bless you. We praise you. You are awesome. You are glorious. You are majestic. You are excellent. Thank you, Father God. That when nothing else could help, the Lamb of God was this tool, an instrument Of deliverance. And so Father God I don't know where your people are tonight. Lord Jesus some of us are in a very hard situation. Some of us are in a tough matter. Some of us are uh, battling a sickness. A disease. uh, uh, Poverty. We are struggling with sin. We are struggling with anger. We are struggling with all manner of things. But Lord God you've said the answer and the solution to all the things. That bite us as a serpent. Is looking and beholding. This Lamb of God. And so, Lord God, tonight, we gaze at you, Jesus. We gaze at you. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. We are not moved from this position. We are thanking you. We are blessing you. We are looking unto you. You began it, you finish it. You perfect everything that concerns us. Why? Because of the power that's available in the blood of Jesus. That power was there then, is there now. It will be there Forever. In the name of Jesus, you will never lose your efficacy. You will never lose your power. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. It worked once, it will work again. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we bless you tonight. We are beholding you tonight. We are beholding you tonight. We are now allowing ourselves to be distracted like Peter was, Lord Jesus. We know that the wind may be blustering, The storms may be raging. The attacks may be coming. Lord God, we understand that. We are familiar with that. But God, we take our position tonight. We are looking unto you. We recognize, Lord God, it's by faith and not by eyesight. In the name of Jesus, we are hanging on to you, Lord God. We know You will never fail us. Because you, ne- you have never failed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you for the blood tonight. Thank you for the blood tonight. Thank you for the blood tonight. Thank you, Lord God, for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Through the power of your blood, chains are broken, shackles are loosed. In the name of Jesus, liberty is experienced, freedom is seen. Through the power of your blood, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Your blood is a sign to us. A sign of our deliverance. A sign of our salvation. A sign of our holiness. A sign of our worthiness. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, we don't understand it. We don't know how it works. All we know is it it, it does work. It does work. That's all we know, God. And we are grateful. We are blessed. We are thankful. We thank you because we know it works. In the name of Jesus. We are beholding you, Lord. We are beholding you. We are beholding you. We are beholding you. We are beholding you. He has so blessed you, pleased you to use foolish things to confound the wise. The foolishness of the cross, Lord God. You are using it to bring deliverance to us. And so we receive it now, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for our salvation. Thank you for our deliverance. Thank you for our wellness. Thank you for our holiness. Thank you, my Lord God, for our progress. Thank you, my Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the power of that blood. Thank you for our righteousness. Thank you, Lord God. We are right standing with you, Lord, because of the power of the blood. In the name of Jesus. We thank you that sickness and disease cannot attack us, cannot hold on to us because of the power of your blood, Lord Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We behold you tonight. We behold you tonight. We behold you tonight. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you are worthy, Lord God. Thank you, Father God. What a sign? What a sign? What a sign? Thank you for giving us a sign. A sign that lasts forever. Thank you Lord Jesus. This sign is for us tonight. This sign is for us tonight God. We bless you Lord Jesus. We bless you Lord Jesus. Mara Thank you Father God. Thank you Father God. We have confidence in you Lord Jesus. We have confidence in you Lord my lord we have confidence in you thank you for the confidence that we have in you you say if we have confidence our hearts do not condemn us so father god we're confident towards you tonight in the name of jesus you are not a man that just lie neither the son of man that should repent have you not said it would you not do it we thank you father god for your provision for us we thank you for this provision that's made in christ jesus we receive it we embrace it in the name of jesus We believe you, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We behold it, Lord. We behold the Lamb of God tonight. Beholding the Lamb. We behold it attentively. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We behold it expectantly. Expectantly, Lord Jesus. We're expecting, Lord Jesus. We're expecting, Lord God. We are beholding it steadily. 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 We are not moving. We are not moving. We are beholding it steadily. In the name of Jesus. Maraka basheke Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. The blood of the lamb. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you Father God. Father, we just bless you tonight. May your words become real to us. Amen may you seal your word in our heart. May we put our confidence in nothing else and none other but in you and the blood of Jesus that was shed on that Calvary. The lamb of God that was given for us. May we partake of him so we can have life. And so Father, we thank you tonight in the name of Jesus that this lamb is a sign to us. It's not just a picture. It's a reality. Is the foundation of our life, is the salvation of our life, is our deliverance, is our holiness, is our acceptance, is our all in all, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. That as we behold Him, we are made whole in the name of Jesus. We receive wholeness in everywhere, in everything, in every situation. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Just as Pharaoh. Had to let Israel go because of that lamb. My Lord God, every power of darkness, every chain, every shackle, every demonic oppression that has held and bound your people in the name of Jesus will come against them. We destroy their works by faith and the power that's available in the blood of the Lamb of God. In the name of Jesus every rebellion against God we cancel tonight in the name of Jesus because we are beholding the lamb thank you father God that the lamb is at work in our homes it's at work in our families it's at work in our children It's it's at work in our jobs it's at work in our businesses everywhere we go in the name of Jesus by the power of the lamb of God we are safe we are protected, we are provided for, we lack nothing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Thank, you, Thank, you, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord for the foundation. The foundation of the blood. Yes. Mm. Thank, you. Thank, you. thank you, Lord Jesus. Take your seat for one second. Just one second. Just, just one thing here. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Mama Mandere Let me let me find this scripture quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. You know, in that Exodus chapter 12 uh, in verse 22 in describing the application of the blood. And I'm just leaving you with this just so you can understand how harmonious from the beginning to the end the word of God is. It's just absolutely mind-blowing. You know, he instructs them. He says they should put that blood on the doorpost and on the lintel. Notice they were not to put anything on the, on the floor. On the sides on the lintel. Nothing on the floor. Why? Because to have the blood on the floor would mean they have to walk over it and trample upon it. Look at what Hebrews chapter 10 says. How Hebrews 1029. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose he will be thought worthy? Who has trampled the Son of God underfoot? Counted the blood of a covenant by which he was sanctified. As a common thing, and insulted the spirit of grace. Watch this. God caused that blood, the Son of God. Oh, you didn't get it? He refers to the blood itself as the Son. Why? How can he do that? Because the life of the flesh is what. The blood. So, way back in Exodus, would we'll not let them walk over the blood. Because it would be like an insult to the spirit of grace who was bringing their deliverance. Way back then. Way back then. I just want you guys to see that what's happening with us in 2016, what will happen in 2090, God has already factored it from the beginning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. No surprises with Jehovah. when Donald Trump starts to speak tonight, there will be a lot of surprises. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He will say things that nobody will say, where did they get that from? Not with God. Not with God. From the beginning to the end, everything is factored. And you are in between and it factored you into it. In the name of Jesus, you will prosper. You will be whole. You will well, You will flourish. You will live up to God's expectation. His righteousness will be manifested in your life. The power of God will reside in you. Your life will be the carrier of God's glory. In the name of Jesus, you will wear the favor of God like a garment. In the name of Jesus, your generation will see you and call you blessed. In the name of Jesus, Be blessed. You can never be cursed because of the power of the Lamb of God that's at work in your life. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name. Amen.